the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and here we are again. Season 2, episode 2 and I'm Julia. And I'm Elaine. <laughs> that sounded like a, a proper posh BBC voice that did, Julia. What's the matter with you? Oh, I don't know. I've come over all uh, light-headed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learnt it yet? Sort of, yeah. Go on then, right then. You know, one day we won't have to do this. We'll have somebody to do it for us. Gareth could do it for us, couldn't Mm -hmm. he? It could be his speaking part. Do you want me to do it? Yes. Okay, so if you want to get in touch with us, we're on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and X, which is formerly known as Twitter, at Potty Plotters. You can find us on TikTok at The Potty Plotters. You can email us, naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or check out the website, pottyplotters.uk. Well done. That's especially for... Is it Dawn? Dawn, Dawn. that's Dawn. especially for Dawn. I'll, I'll isolate the, the bit on the episode just so she can just keep listening over <laughs> oh. Right, get on with it <laughs> So people have been getting in touch with yeah, us, they have. It's they, amazing. Like, and Hazel, Hazel Chambers, who we interviewed in the last series uh, from Australia, she's been busy sending us pictures. And actually, I'm quite jealous because over there, yeah. it is the height of summer, isn't it? It so is, she's but got, that makes it all peculiar, ooh, doesn't it? really it? Yeah. does, yeah, yeah. But she's got similar conditions, weather conditions to us, but it's just all topsy-turvy. But we do like receiving them. And we've had pictures of her squashes, which look very healthy. And we've advised her, you know, when to pick them. But she wants to know how you avoid staining your hands when peeling beetroot. Because I think you easy. mentioned yeah, something yeah, yeah. before. I've said that yeah. before, but um, it's perhaps just the way that we just do it all the time. But yeah. what you do, instead of cutting the top leaves off the beet, yeah. what you do is you screw them round and pull them off. Yeah. And then when you cook them, what I always do is I always peel them when they're warm that way this the red that's maybe on your hand just comes straight off but you do something different yeah so what i do i always again exactly like you screw the tops off so yeah. twist the the leaves off the top of the um the bulb and then i give them a scrub wrap them in tinfoil and then just pop them in the oven and bake them and then usually give them around the same time you would a jacket potato same same size and then when they're kind of just going warm then I take them out of the tinfoil and literally the skin just slides off, Elaine. Now then, Julia, while you were talking, you made me think of Kev Plot too. I know, it's a worry. But I'm going to ask Kev, who is a microwave king, if he has ever cooked beetroot in a microwave. How about an air fryer? Oh, he's got one of them as well. Yes. Have you got one? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I'm not one. cooking beetroots in it. <laughs> he doesn't beetroots like beetroots. Beetroots go nowhere near our house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, beetroot, yeah. if anybody out there has cooked beetroot in either the air fryer, deep fat fryer... Microwave. Indeed. Then what we'll do is uh, ask them to get in touch with us because Gareth's just told them how. And Michelle's been in contact with us again, Michelle Varney, and uh, well, <laughs> this this really made you yeah, laugh, didn't well, it? Well, yeah, because it she's on be our planet, <laughs> isn't she, <laughs> Aunt Michelle? It should be the other way round, Julia. That we're saying things to make people laugh, but they actually make us oh, laugh, yeah. don't they? Now, <laughs> I know we talked about her before because now she does have these um, veg boxes every week or whenever, yeah. and. Uh, it doesn't sound like she's particularly good in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. But 
she's so funny because what she's done is she's been trying to poach an egg for her husband the other day and she couldn't break it she couldn't break it because she realized it was the one that she had boiled <laughs> the day before and i thought i think that we could do a little series what's michelle done now something like that I'm going to tell you a funny story about that. Oh, no, you've done it, haven't you? <laughs> no, no. Oh, is this confession? No, no well, it's, it's just I a funny story. I mean, this hold is, on. Let, this hold, is, hold on. on. Confessions of allotmenteers. <laughs> well, it's not really a confession of allotmenteers. It's just showing you how not right my husband is, really. So, anyway, he's got a pet egg. <laughs> <laughs> It's a boiled egg and he calls it Steve and it's been living in our it has been living in our house for a year Elaine. <laughs> this is true and we picked it up on a holiday that we went to. We went to London and it was in the bread <laughs> It was what? It was on the breakfast uh menu these boiled eggs and i don't know why but he picked it up and he he's brought it home with him and he's drawn a face on it because it's steve <laughs> do you think i should have him sectioned <laughs> <laughs> i would say so that's really not right no, I know. is it has it still got a shell on yeah oh. i think it's turning a bit blue on the outside anyway it explains oh. why we are like we are doesn't it really <laughs> yeah anyway i can't compete with that but it's one for michelle to think about the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters so we've come outside elaine it's a bit blooming cold isn't it well, it's not the warmest weather, Julia. No. I'm just looking at what is that? I'm going to show you something. Oh, in all a right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to show. You. <laughs> Hide it now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, last year we absolutely loved doing the flowers, didn't yeah. we? We loved giving them away. We loved doing the, the wedding, even though it was um, well, it was just lovely. And then we gave loads and loads away. So we decided we were going even more flowers this year. Yeah. And one of the things that we both absolutely loved were the snapdragons antirhinums yeah i mean they remind me of when i was a kid and, me, and going to my grandparents and they used to have them all down the driveway oh, right, and yeah. i used to stop and pinch their yeah, little mouths yeah. and make them talk yeah. i love them don't yeah. you yeah yeah so so we've both been on the internet for a we've not even discussed it have we <laughs> no. and bought loads of more antirhinums yeah now i've gone for a really really tall one elaine in fact it's probably going to be as tall as me well, I know you're a bit steadier yeah, than about that one, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but we are going to grow them. And the problem with anti-rhinum seeds, I don't know if anyone's grown them before, but they are so, so tiny. They're even tinier than poppy seeds. Right, okay. Well, this is going to be interesting and how you can see them. Yeah, in this weather. Thank you, I've got my glasses on, excuse <laughs> okay. me. But in this weather, I'm a bit concerned if we get some wind blowing up. But what I am going I'm to do... I'm concerned if you've got wind blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway over these winter months i know you've said i've had too much time on my hands mm. and i have been watching youtube videos and i watched a very interesting lady doing anti-rhinum seeds and we normally sow them in one of these trays and yeah. prick them out yeah, and everything do. so but what she'd got she'd got a cell tray like this and all she did was fill the cell tray with multi-purpose compost and then give the uh compost a really good spray with a sprayer like we've got yeah now 
I'm doing it this way. I have set some already in our cell trays like we normally do because I've got loads of varieties. Okay. We're going to have hundreds of snapdragons this year. But I'm trialing this way because hopefully it will save one of the pricking out processes. So although it's okay. a bit fiddly at the start, yeah. it might actually save us in the long run. Okay. Now, I've bought these from Chilton Seeds and it's a variety called po Poto Mac. Poto, I don't know. Potomac <laughs> Lavender. Potomac yes. Lavender. And it is a tall snapdragon. So what I'm going to do, and I don't think you get many seeds, but as I said, these are the weeniest seeds you are ever going to see. So what I've done, I've got, you can see them, you can't even see them, can you see oh, them? Oh, yeah. Now? Look. So what I'm going to do, don't even know which is the top and bottom. I've got myself a little glass jar, uh, yeah, little glass jar here, and I'm going to tip them into there like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now, I forgot my little. I forgot my glass. Though. <laughs> I meant to have a little yeah. bit of water in, so I'm going to just spray some water on there. So the reason I've got my toothpick with a ladybird on is because because it's the only late it's the only toothpick i could find so it's got a ladybird on the end right so. interesting dinner at your house <laughs> anyway but what i'm going to do i'm going to use the toothpick dab it in water a bit of water and then i'm going to collect the seed on the just end one. can you see yeah yes, just actually, one yeah and then i'm going to dab it in there and then it's disappeared and then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and I'm going to keep doing this and fill all the cells up with just one, one in each, each cell. One in each cell. And I'm going to keep doing that. And although it's quite a long process, yeah. can you see it does work? It yeah. does literally work. So I'm going to dab them in there. Now, when I've done all of them, and I'm not going to do that because it might take me some time, and Gareth's not going to do one of them speedy up videos. And the kettle is boiling. Kettle's boiling. But all I'm going to do is carry on filling each cell okay. up with these, with this method, and then there's no covering over of the seeds because they are so, so tiny, Elaine. You see, the only problem that I've got, Julia, is yeah. the packet that I've got has got 750 <laughs> seeds in it. So you know when you said the kettle's boiling and Gareth might not want to film it, Actually, I've got a very busy week. <laughs> well, I've only got about 40 seeds in here, yeah, so that's right. not going to take me that long. No, all right. Yeah. But you've been greedy and got 750, <laughs> haven't you? So, but you're going to have to thin them out and prick them all out. Yeah, I'm not, because they'll have all... Well, yeah. let's see what let's happens. Let's see yeah. what happens. But, uh, yeah, that is the way that we're doing the Snapdragons. We're trialling two different methods. Let's see. Let's go back to the polytunnel. Okay. Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters Plotcast. We're back in the polytunnel again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for that. And uh, we do actually get stuck in on those plots, don't we? And I know we've only just shown a little bit of outside and uh, seed sowing, but we have been at every opportunity when the weather's been fine on the plots doing what we need to do oh yeah. i tell you what i've been doing this year oh. i mean it's horrified poor jerry behind us because jerry is the master digger on yeah, site as you know yeah. dig 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 i mean he digs about eight plots on site yeah. and and for the last couple of years he has been digging on my plot half of it when i've not had time he's been digging on there and this year i have made the decision that 
all of my plot now is going completely no dig okay so that has really horrified jerry because now he's not got my plot to dig but i just thought again like you with the raised beds let's look at how to make things easier and as you know on my plot on the left hand side i've been no dig trialing it for the last six years and i have to say it's brilliant and it's so easy it's so easy to maintain and now the experiment is over really because i'm convinced that why would you do all the extra work of digging when you don't need to i'm not saying no dig is no work because it is still work but i have started the process of turning the other side into no dig so i've seen that you've been digging yes. and then you've been collecting loads of cardboard yes so what i've done is i've gone round where i'm going and i've dug out any perennial weeds and, and that's a perennial weed then julia for people who've never heard these before right well perennial weeds tend to be i mean it's hard to, to go through them all here but they tend to have very long root systems and um, they tend and what happens is they will come back they're there year on year and you know they will survive all conditions really so and all you have to do is leave a bit of the root system in place and it'll grow again so that's what I've done. I've cleared it as much as I can of any uh, perennial weeds and I've put down the cardboard just as a, another layer and now I am putting uh, well-rotted horse manure on the top as my organic matter. Some used compost that I had in tubs that we'd had last year and literally I'm building up about a depth six to eight inches on top of the cardboard and we'll be away with the uh, no dig then. Brilliant. So that's what you've been up to. Yeah. What I'm going to recommend to everybody is don't be in a big hurry. No. We're only into February. Planning is essential. And this time, if you plan where and what you're going to grow, you'll not go wrong. Mm. What I will say is when you are offered, this is what everybody's got to practice. Mm. When you are offered plants by people that you did not think you were going to be using, such as I remember certain people cauliflowers yes. and this certain person had said yes to six cauliflowers plants that were given yes. later in the season around about april and really struggled with them and i said why are you growing them you don't even like them yeah. he said because somebody gave me them yeah. right there is no obligation to keep saying yes to everything no. on an allotment site grow what you want to grow and grow what you enjoy yeah. so think very carefully and although you might be tempted by 10 rows of, of perhaps beetroot or uh, potatoes realistically think how many you are going to use yeah. and work it out accordingly i was talking to eric and jackie about it yesterday okay. and that is exactly what they're doing too yeah so think about it and plan it and get the seeds yeah i mean we've been working with um, a community plot haven't we and one thing we have done is set out a plan of things for them to grow and we've done it on the basis of doing a variety of plants but also most productivity for their needs 
but it really is about if you sit down and plan it in advance why you've got these miserable days and everything it does pay dividends and think you know if you do want to grow say carrots think about succession sowing so don't grow them all at once grow them um, a couple of weeks between them so they're already at different stages and don't worry if you don't know what succession planting is or that you don't know how to grow something because over the next 12 months we're going to tell you how to grow virtually any food product i would say that you can physically grow in this country or in australia hazel don't lose face (laughs) or faith i should say no no contact the potty plotters anytime on facebook twitter and instagram at potty plotters or email naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk Now is the time to be planting your chilies, Elaine. I think the way to remember it is plant chilies while it's chilly. Yes. Oh, that's clever. I know, I'm quite clever at times, aren't I? I just thought of it. Right then. Why do we plant them now then? Why don't we plant them in the summer? Well, we need to plant them now because they have a very long growing season. So they take quite a while to actually get germinated. So they can take about 14 to 21 days to actually get started. And then once they're up and running, depending on the variety, they can take quite a while to to get to a point where they're putting flowers on and and will be ready to um, produce fruit. So can you, have you got to always do it in a greenhouse or a polytunnel? Can you grow these outside? Uh, You can grow them outside. We have seen Martin plot one grow them quite successfully on his plot outside. And of course, the warmer the weather, the more suitable the conditions are for growing them outside. And, you know, depending on the variety that you've got, if we've not got a very good summer, then the fruit might not ripen to the same degree as it would inside the polytunnel or greenhouse. But certainly you will have some kind of um, chilli to harvest. Another thing that you can do if you've got a conservatory or you have got a very bright window there are varieties that you could grow in those conditions so again it's about looking at the seed packets at looking at how big the plant grows uh, what kind of fruit it produces so remember of course chilies can get extremely hot i can't remember the word that they use to kind of monitor it but they go into millions don't they yeah the the scale the new tongofisky yeah so you know look at where it's suited to you really and uh, but now is definitely the time to be setting those seeds so we're doing KM and we're mm. doing KM because uh, later in well actually it's not until December no. but we'll take all the peppers at uh, the chilies off later yeah. uh, chili peppers some, some people do call them peppers yeah. don't they but they are but I mean not. they're the same family as, <coughs> as yeah. um peppers but of course peppers are sweet yeah. whereas chilies are hot, hot so. and we're doing the KN so that when we do our edible le- wreaths later in November, December that we use the fruit for that but the other good thing about chilies is don't worry about growing too many because you can later in the season when they've actually formed you can freeze them, you can yeah. make them into so many different things, chilli jam is always gorgeous and also um, you can cook with them for so many different um recipes i think yeah but they do keep a long time we dry them as well don't we yeah yeah okay so so what are we going to do then well what i was going to say if people are setting chili seeds now it's really important that they are kept warm so 
unless you've got a heated greenhouse or your polytunnel's getting very hot don't start them off there they need to go home with you they need to be on a windowsill over a radiator but they do need quite a consistent high heat to get them germinated so all that you would do is a packet of them here cayenne yeah. peppers yeah. and you've got a tray you only need a small tray or yeah. if you want to do them in, on, a plant pot. in the plant pot or do you remember when we collect so many of the clear i haven't got one with me at the moment the clear cellophane containers that you get fruit in the supermarket from so you need about three inches of multi-purpose compost over the bottom of that and then what you always do is you spray it first don't you to get it damp yeah and then literally sprinkle the seeds but carefully so they don't touch one another over the top of the compost that's damp and then just sprinkle either haven't you used vermiculite before i have yes so vermiculite is um a very light substance and it will keep the heat in there um, and that's really useful for starting seedlings like that okay if you haven't got vermiculite you can just add some more compost but yeah a little tiny yeah. fraction of it over yeah. the top yeah. and then as you say do you have to water it again after that no i never okay. water it again because there's enough moisture once you've sprayed it but the most important thing is then you either put a top on um your container or you put it in a clear plastic bag and seal it just Could you put cling film over it julia Could do, yeah okay yeah. that will keep the yeah, heat in absolutely and then put something underneath because every bottom needs a hole it does and we don't want no any blockages, of the moisture no. <laughs> no, we don't want the moisture coming out either onto the uh, window sills no that causes a lot of problems oh, no. top-notch advice no latin included the potty plotters podcast pass some problems on the plot elaine Lots of people have contacted us about this and how yeah. we deal with it. Well, um, you've threatened him, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said, if you don't stop it, you're not having a cuppa. <laughs> and that's enough. It's kept him off. Yeah. That's Kev plot too. But um, there are loads and loads of problems that we deal with on the plot because we do say it's a war zone out there, yeah. don't we? Yeah. So enthusiastic young people gallop on through the gate. It's the most exciting thing they've ever done, getting an allotment, and we sort of smash that enthusiasm out of them and we do it gareth's nodding which is a little worry but um we do it simply because we're realists aren't we yeah i mean on our plots in the summer when you come down half of it will be covered over the other half will have something or will have already put something down to stop the pests and we maybe have planted certain things alongside uh, plants to deter the pests so you know you're always thinking what is going to eat this plant rather than me right and i think that that is what we need to concentrate on because if you don't protect it you will never get to eat it taste it no you will never get to look at it because something else will already have eaten it so from now on then if we talk about pests it will be the pests according to what we're going to be setting nothing at the moment is in our allotments we've not put any onions in no shallots no nothing we're just going to leave it for a couple more weeks before the warm weather comes along isn't it yeah and then the soil starts to warm up i mean what do you think is the biggest pest that people mention on an allotment uh, slugs yeah definitely yeah by far and then birds yeah 
um, because pigeons and magpies desecrate oh. the old peas, uh, the flowers as soon as they come out. Yeah. Um, we've got parrots as well and they tend to go for the fruit. So it's that. But I would say that it's slugs. Yeah. So we will talk everything to do with slugs and we'll do some little tests as well. They're called experiments, aren't they? They are. You've yeah. actually called them mistakes before, and that was a mistake. Yeah, because you told me we should never admit our mistakes. <laughs> we should always call them experiments. <laughs> the Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. We've got a little advert, haven't we, Julia? Yeah. Our friend Jonathan, well, we think he's our friend, but Jonathan's he probably, probably would no, <laughs> probably deny, deny that. that. But our friend Jonathan uh, Mosley is doing a floral demonstration on the 17th of April at Horsley Golf Club. And that's going to be in aid of Cancer Research UK. Now, we went to this last year and it was magnificent, wasn't it? It was very entertaining. And the event itself has got a meal included in it. And it's it was a lovely day out. And what is beautiful about Jonathan's demonstrations not only is he a magician with uh, all things floral but also at the end of it there's usually a raffle and you get the opportunity to take his demonstration home with you now when I say take them home we have had such a chuckle last year didn't we We because to be honest some of the dem- some of the floral displays that he creates are as big as a car Absolutely. and we did watch th- these two ladies <laughs> last year who had the centerpiece trying to get it into a, well it must have been a nissan micro wasn't it and you know i don't know how they got it home we kind of left them to it <laughs> but it's well worth going to we'll be there as well and uh, you know last year we did stand in as waitresses we because did. they were a bit short staffed. and photographer yeah we can do anything <laughs> yeah you know we turn around to anything and we are free so what more can you want but uh, yeah we'll be there so have a thing and get along there with and us. have a look at his website jonathan mosley whatever it might be but if you look up jonathan mosley international floral designer you'll find it i don't know what it is yeah yeah well well done anyway thanks for getting in touch with us again and next time uh we've dragged one of our friends onto the podcast haven't we loose term julia well yeah we have to say friends because then it sounds like we've got a lot of friends but actually these are just people that we know aren't they but anyway we've got simon who's the plantsman yes and um, we're gonna have him talking about fruit trees yeah and all the language that goes with that because i'm completely baffled most people that listen to this will be Mm. but then it's only the beginning of the season so they've got loads to listen to haven't they the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters is an amberland media production 